Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was going to say hello and then I started laughing. But hello. Yeah, that was weird. Sorry about that, people. Yeah, sorry. We've just got so excited because it's been such a long time since we've spoken to you. Mate, it's been two months. Can you believe That's... that, people? I can't. Because... I actually can't because I was thinking two months. Like, But you know what? Because we were talking about it earlier and what you were saying is like the fact that time just seems so like, uh, like you know, everything it? and nothing at the moment. Yeah, it is. Yeah, literally, it is everything and nothing. I was reading something the other day that said that... Um, like because we've been doing like the same thing or the same thing has mm. been happening for such a long time mm. you're not like making memory like normally the way that you process like a long period of time is by like memory stamps of like mm. events that you events that happen but because like the biggest event that we all like remember was such a long time ago everything in between just seems like yeah but well, you know what to, we're here to bring a memory because we're back with the new episode from the airwaves. See that she little told link there. You. See that, that little link that, I did there. Thank you very much. One. Thank you very much. Um, but yes, welcome back, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, we're excited to be back on your airwaves and in your ears. We, um, we know it's been a bit of a while, but I feel like you guys understand that. We, and I applaud you for that because I feel like we're all in the same boat. You know. Yeah, exactly. We're we're regulars, but we're also irregulars in our Mm. minds and spirits. So we kind of (laughs) we're free exactly, and we only want to bring you stuff when we feel like nah, this is like we have to talk about this, or we you know it's really important to us because I feel like otherwise you're just endlessly. And I mean, while we do endlessly rabbit on, probably a lot of the times in the episodes anyway, Mm -hmm. um, you probably don't want to hear that all the time. So that's where we've been. We all good. Um, We're all good. Hope you are well. Um, but it's been a strange old time, hasn't it? Because I think, you know, lot for a lot of people, like lockdown's easing, but then, yeah. you know, depending on where you are, like the situation's different. I know we have a lot of people in America. Shout out the US that listen to us. Um, Shout you guys out. Yeah, I'm here so, like waving my arms, and I forget that you can't. See I know. Me. I was gonna say they can't see you, but we can Sorry. see each other. But um, they <laughs> can't see it. Yeah, we see yeah. each other. Um, but also, we are still doing this thing socially distanced. Yes, so we Afsana's are. is in her yard. I'm in my yard. Yeah. Um, which works well for me because then afterwards I don't actually have to talk to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I see what you're trying to do. No, Turn the but... people against me. <laughs> Absolutely not. You do it so well by yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Sorry, scratch that. Um, but yeah, no, basically, we're just still doing this thing apart, but we kind of feel like we're together because we can always chat no matter where we are. So we're glad that you've kind of tuned in for this latest episode. And I think also, as you know, earlier I was saying there's been a lot going on and, you know, mm. the two months that we've been away, there has been a lot going on. But I think something that we really wanted to like kick off, kick, kick if I can get my words out, something that we really wanted to kick off with is just the really kind of reflect on the really sad passing of Chad, Chadwick Boseman, actually. Yeah. Um, Which I know like, kind of hit both of us and I mean hit mm. everyone to be honest he was such like a loved actor a loved person yeah um but I feel like on like a personal level I'm such a huge kind of 
I'm, you know, letting my geeky side out now, but I'm such a huge comic book fan. I'm mm. such a huge, like, superhero movie fan. Um, so I feel like, you know, to kind of go on that journey with, you know, with the character that he played, Black Panther, and kind of see that, and then obviously to know what he was dealing with behind the scenes, yeah. it's really, you know, it's quite a lot. Yeah, I think that's the thing that, like, I'm sure gets a lot of people, but that's definitely something that kind of, I was thinking about a lot, like, after the news broke, like, for for someone to, for anyone in any, like, walk of life to hold that kind of um, struggle on their shoulders mm. while having so many other, like, commitments and mm. other people that you're uplifting. And never like, letting it show as well. Yeah, never letting it show. And, like, mm. he, like, he, he, he was so young. Mm. And he hadn't been on, like, that level of, like, fame and on that kind of screen for mm. a terribly long time. Like, he was still kind of, I think, quite early in his career. I mean, he sense. definitely still had a long way to go. Like, yeah, he definitely... Whatever way you look at it, yeah. Mm. And um, it just, like, the disparity between what he was going through behind closed doors and then mm. how things were happening, like, on what we were seeing from the front... Um, it just really makes you like step back and think like mm. you really don't know what someone's going through like no never and I think also and... I think for that film in particular what mm. it did for kind of the black community and like yeah. the representation I mean I think it can't be underestimated how powerful it is no, not to see yeah. a cast like that when it's predominantly an all black cast mm-hmm. an all black director mm-hmm. like everything from the music, you know, Kendrick mm. Lamar doing the soundtrack, like yeah, all these yeah. things wrapped into one. It's really such a moment. And I think, yeah, there's so many of my friends that, and you know, people, friends, family, people we know that mm. weren't into those kind of movies at all. But yeah. that movie dragged them out of their house and got them yeah. to the cinema. And not only did they go to the cinema just to support, they went mm. to the cinema and enjoyed. Yeah, And exactly. I think converting people that never are into those kind of movies just shows the power and the pull that the whole yeah. cast had, but specifically Chadwick, because he yeah. was carrying that cast. He was the lead, you know? Yeah, and he, like, it's such a huge part of our culture, like Marvel films in general and that kind of whole comic book culture is such a huge thing for so many mm. people, like young, mm. old. Mm-hmm. And, like, for it to have, su- like, you can't deny that that a movie like that has such a huge impact. Like, it's not mm. just it's not just like a trip to the cinema like for so many people that's like you know for like young black children seeing representation mm. on screen on that mm. scale is like unprecedented and to like mm. have lived through that as it and then and then for him to pass is just so yeah, yeah it's really hard it's really tragic yeah and yeah yeah I think kind of the, the the reason that one we wanted to talk about is because obviously we couldn't make an episode and not reference it because it was something mm. that was so important to us. But yeah. I think also, like, just to say, like, a lot of people are going through personal issues and you just never mm-hmm. know. And I think, yeah. you know, of course people on the internet would have, you know, never insulted him or, you know, um, kind of used him as the butt of a joke. If they mm. knew what was going on, of course they wouldn't. Because I think the internet is kind of everyone's fair game in a way. Yeah, to kind of, yeah have a laugh and a joke and a lot of it is obviously harmless innocent fun Mm -hmm. and you know I think we're all guilty of that you know if we see a funny picture of a celeb or you know a funny 
meme mm. or something, you might retweet it. And I, we've all done that. So that, that that's yeah. not me saying, oh, that, that's disgusting. Because I think to say kind of, that's so wrong and look at you, you should be ashamed of yourself. I think it's like a sweeping statement because I don't think there's yeah. anyone on the internet that can say they've not participated in something yeah, like exactly. that mm. in their whole kind of social media time. Mm-hmm. But I think it definitely does make you kind of reflect on the the personal struggles that everyone's going through and also just making yeah. you think like, you know, sometimes they're, they're a lot more deeper meaning to things mm. yeah. and just kind of try and look out for that and be just being kind really because that's what we're all about and I think yeah you know that's what a lot of people are about and sometimes it's just easy to forget that when you're caught up in things so yeah definitely especially when like so many things are happening around us it's really it's really easy to like lose perspective Mm. um and obviously like you never want something like this to happen to kind of like give you that wake-up call but Mm. when it does like it's a it's an opportunity to to take that step back and just realize Mm. like anything words that you say to people the way you treat people like in in general life not just like on social media mm. um and on twitter and things is really important so mm. and i think i think a lot of people are realizing that now as well definitely yeah and i like, think i'm certainly more aware of it yeah yeah so yeah, yeah well i hope you know anyone that's dealing with anything that's public or private and they've got their own struggles and they maybe haven't told anyone outside their immediate family um mm-hmm. just want to give a shout out to you and just say that whatever you're going through we give you the support I'm sending you love and light and prayer um and hopefully you can come through this and you can tell your story on the other side so amen yeah Yeah. just want to preach that and put that into the atmosphere for all you people listening um and another thing that I actually wanted to talk about because again I don't want to harp on about it I know you've missed us but we have been away for (laughs) two months so it's been a long time we got last to say um Mm -hmm. but I mean from, you know, one black king to another black king. Um, I got to talk about John Boyega. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you if you don't follow us on Instagram, Wagwan, what are you playing at? Um, mm-hmm. It's at the you BBW podcast. At the BBW podcast. That's the BBW podcast. Podcast. Um, Ooh, and I, we recently put up a post about um, John Boyega and just kind of his interview with GQ magazine. Um, mm-hmm. This month's, yeah, September issue. Um, if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Um, but there was a lot to kind of come from that. And I have always been a John Boyega fan. I'm obsessed. I loved him from Attack the Block days um, mm. when he was I running around the, the estate. Yeah, listen, I was a big <laughs> fan. Day one you know fan. what? Funny fact, funny fact. Um, one of the guys that was in Attack the Block, the other main guy, the like mixed race, light skin kind of guy. Um, yeah. I went to drama school with him. No way! I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I mean, now I'm myself out that I went to drama school, but I didn't want to act, guys. Really? So that's why I left that career <laughs> no, behind. That's what she says she didn't get accepted. No, <laughs> I didn't apply. Don't let her spread fake news, okay? Don't let her spread no fake news. Um, I realised my life was destined for a life away from the cameras um, <laughs> at a very early age. But I just like acting anyway. Um, and yeah, I went to drama school with him. But anyway, that's besides the point. I don't know why I brought that up. Um, John, John Boyega. Yes. So, no, we put up a post about him and just kind of the comments, some of the comments that kind of were drawn out of that interview mm. really gained a lot of like press attention and a lot of media yeah. pickup. Um, 
And the kind of main one, the main kind of area that was picked up a lot was his comments about um, how he was treated during his time in the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. Um, And I'm going to put a disclaimer now that I wasn't a Star Wars fan, but during um, lockdown, I actually set myself a challenge to watch all of the Star Wars in order from like the 1980s onwards. So I've watched every single one. So don't try and at me because I know all of them. Oh, that's a tall order. Uh, yeah, I watched all, all. How many is there? I think there is 12. And I watched all of them. Um, so come up with the knowledge because I know all the answers. Um, okay, don't come at me. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> but he was basically just talking about how. Um, how he was kind of marketed as yeah. a star almost. But then when yeah. it actually came to the films, after he did the marketing had kind of been over and almost as if like they dragged the people in that they, the, dam- the demographic that maybe Star Wars didn't reach previously, mm-hmm. i.e. the black community or, you know, yep. young teenagers or teenagers from the, you know, the city or whatever. People that mm-hmm. necessarily weren't interested in Star Wars before would have recognised John Boyega from other films and thought, oh my gosh, John Boyega is the star of this film. I'm going to go see it. Yeah. Only when to see it, him, his character to be quite, like, marginalised. Yeah. And I think that is such a true fact because before, obviously, I'm, you know, I've already hung myself out and said that I just watched them during lockdown. But I do remember when the first Star Wars of his franchise came out. Mm. Which I think is Force Awakens. God, I've just picked yeah, myself up as like right. the one with all the knowledge, and now I can't remember the order. But the first, the first Star Wars of John Boyega's, like the newest franchise, the newest kind of portion of them. Um, I remember he was on, I think Graham Norton, and he mm-hmm. was talking about when he um, saw the trailer for the first time, and he had like all his friends around him, all his family came to watch it. And the trailer, if you actually go back and watch it for the first movie, he is the center of the trailer like it's all focused on him he's got a lightsaber in the posters he's got a lightsaber like he is marketed as a huge part of that film Mm. and i'm not saying he's not because he is one of the main characters but the way in which it was set up was completely different to the way in which and i think the first film you could argue he'd take kind of semi-center stage but Mm. as the films go on his portion becomes kind of kind of goes more into the background yeah, for sure. Mm. And I do feel like a lot. Of, another thing that he spoke about was kind of the backlash that he received from like yeah. a lot of Star Wars fans. And I'm doing air quotes when I say Star Wars fans. Um, a lot of Star Wars fans and a lot of like film fans that felt like, oh, you know, he can't be in this movie. He can't be, mm-hmm. you know, spoiler alert. He's he was a stormtrooper. Um, he can't be a stormtrooper. He's black. Yeah. And he felt like Disney didn't protect him at all from that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really interesting thing because he was basically saying with Daisy Ridley, who's the main character, with Adam Driver, who's another one of the main characters, they knew how to kind of protect them and market them. And when yeah. it came to him and other kind of um, ethnic minority cast members, they were kind of left out to hang out to dry, which I think is really yeah. interesting. Yeah, I think there was a quote in um, the interview that he did that said he was going into an industry that wasn't ready for him, mm. for someone like him. Mm. Um, and and I think it's that like that kind of tokenization of like mm. the black characters or the black actors um, that makes them feel like so vulnerable and like unprotected yeah. in those spaces. Because mm. and and I one thing that he said that I thought was was really interesting was like it's kind of like he, they're stuck between like a uh, a rock and a hard place I think that's mm. the right way mm-hmm, the right mm-hmm. saying where it's like 
well, you know, if you don't, because a lot of people were saying these like air quotes again, film fans, the same people that were saying he shouldn't be a stormtrooper because he's black, would be, would be saying, well, you know, if the industry is so bad and Disney didn't protect you, like, why did you continue to make the movies? Mm. And why, you know, because you're profiting off it as well because you're getting mm. your mm. your bag from the movies. But it's like, yeah, but I'm. Why should I deny mm, the opportunity bag? that I deserve? Why should I, yeah, that I deserve because I'm not. I'm not taking this as a tokenization. I'm taking mm. this as an opportunity mm. to further my career because I'm passionate about this. Yeah, and this is what I love to do. Mm. And why should I then, you know, take a stand and 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 not get what I deserve purely because the industry isn't ready for me? Like I'm ready for the industry, but the industry isn't ready for me. Like how does that work? Like then, how are you ever going to move forward? Yeah, um, and I think, and I thought, yeah, go on. I was just no, I was just gonna say on that point. Like, I think it's so easy to say, oh well, just leave them. But it's like, yeah, well, why should I have to? The industry should be ready for me. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like it's a new field. It's not like I'm doing something that's like completely groundbreaking and radical. And even if you were, yeah. it still shouldn't be that way. But yeah. I think it's just <clears throat> it's crazy to me that like a huge company like Disney. Mm-hmm that has millions and millions if not billions of dollars yeah can't figure out or you know educate themselves or hire the right people clearly mm-hmm. yeah to protect their stars because yeah for john to kind of have to say those things and like mm. also i thought it was really interesting because when he when the last movie actually kind of came out and it was all finished and his like commitments were done essentially yeah he was kind of really vocal on twitter about he didn't really enjoy his time on mm. Star Wars and mm. I thought how sad is that that like he had to basically he's almost like celebrating the fact that he's out of it yeah which yeah. I just think because you know his character could have been a real kind of cult and I think it still is to be honest but I think yeah. you know it's just it kind of tarnishes them when you know the yeah. backstory and you know that that actor didn't enjoy his time there do yeah, you know what I mean because it's tinged with this kind of like yeah yeah it was great for for this subsector, you know, it was great for the mm. for the people that we were trying to. It was great for the viewers, but I didn't have a great time. Yeah, and it, and what I find really like hard to understand is like how can a company like Disney not have figured out how to protect their their actors of mm. color when you know how to market them because you know who you're trying to mm. bring mm-hmm. in, you know who you're trying to get you know the views from and the money from mm. and and make you more money. I think so also, you, yeah, I was just gonna say like. I think it's not even just Disney, though, is it? Like, no. there are so many companies, when you actually think about it, um, mm. that you're like, rah, like, is this still to this day, this is how you're portraying your, you know, ethnic mind, whether it be black, whether it be Asian, whether you're, where you're portraying these characters. And also, I don't know if you've seen it, but there was actually this new kind of um, drama that's coming out on ITV. Mm. Um, and it's set in, uh, oh gosh, it's set in Singapore, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of wartime. It's you know ITV love those like period dramas. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a wartime drama, and it was like meant to be. I think Singapore maybe in the forties. Um, and I watched the trailer for it, and genuinely, it wasn't until probably like one minute in that there was an Asian East Asian character. Mm, yeah, and I was like, hold on, what's going on here? Because if yeah. this isn't if this is Singapore, like where's all the Asians? Like, yeah, yeah. Why is everyone white and speaking with an English accent? Yeah. Like, and don't get me wrong. I'm sure there were kind of uh, uh, expats or you know people, you know, soldiers that moved over to Singapore, mm-hmm. and like you know there were a lot of generals maybe there at that time. But you're telling me that in the focus of that drama, 
mm. it becomes all about the white narrative. And well, like, it's from the that country. The yeah, yeah, and exactly. also that country, the like experience of that country is told not through the people that live there, yeah. but for the people that have come and essentially colonized it. Yeah, exactly. and I just thought that was so like, are we still making programs like that? Like, yeah, what's going and on? do you know what that just reminded me of? Um, uh, it's kind of similar to what um, <clears throat> John Boyega was talking about as well about his experience. Um, that a similar thing happened to the guy who played Aladdin in the in the yeah in the act real life action movie. Yeah, yeah, the one with Will Smith. And there Smith. was a lot. Yeah, the one with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And the guy who plays the main like plays Aladdin was mm. saying that yeah, it was a great experience, and I felt like um, I I really felt like this is like a huge stepping stone for me. Like mm. anyone would like getting the main part. That's in Aladdin. the start. Like, Disney, your like career's really that's the start go of your now. career. You're, like you're ready to go. Like you know. And he said that after that, he was still finding it so hard to get representation and get roles, or even mm. like accepted for auditions for roles, mm. either that were, you know, more nuanced and something that he would like really mm. enjoy doing. Um, or even like any at all, like he wasn't even getting considered. And he was like, I feel mm. like it made no difference at all that I had done this movie. Like no one was paying mm. attention to the fact that I had just done a huge Disney movie. Yeah, blockbuster. Blockbuster movie. Mm. Um, mm. Whereas the girl who plays um, Jasmine. Yeah. She's been in like a, a few movies, hasn't she? She's been in like Charlie's Angels since and a yeah. few other movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just thought that that, that was like, is that really like really are we still mm. are we still having yeah issue, you know like... what it's it's really interesting isn't it because i feel like also just going back to like john Boyega for a second well mm. no sorry actually going back to the like, idv drama for a second um yeah. another i saw someone actually make a point on twitter and they're like you know a lot of these shows are made through the white lens and kind of showing these you know um different countries as like uh-huh. just a settle settle like a base for yeah. these kind of white stories to be told just yeah against an exotic background and again i'm doing exotic mm-hmm. in air quotes but i yeah, think another yeah. interesting point which was what someone else someone else pointed out was how the women in these shows are kind of also othered and like they're seen as yeah. um, exotic and sexual and they're only there as like a kind of almost like a jeopardy to the main mm-hmm. male or the main kind of white relationship kind of a threat to it because from the, what I gather from the trailer, and again, I have the show hasn't started, so I, you know, this is all like caveated with I haven't seen it. But from yeah. the trailer, um, it's like this colonel or whatever, and his wife or wife to be fiance, and then he kind of falls in love with this Singaporean, Singaporean, I think so. yeah, yeah, like woman from Singapore, okay. and he fall, he like falls in love with her. But then it's like, obviously, their relationship's like so illicit and like, yeah. oh God, like, can, does he need to choose his traditional British fiance or like, you know, this glamorous mm-hmm. who, you know, only wears East Asian clothing and like, mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. fulfilling like a lot of stereotypes. And I just think to this day, the fact that we're still making the, and there's still an appetite for these kind of period dramas. And I, don't get me wrong, I have no issue with period dramas. I just want the period to be reflected in yeah. a way in which you know history really was and like if you're going to tell a story in singapore you need to reflect that history it can't yeah, just be exactly. oh you know the through the british lens because that's not realistic yeah and i think that's like also going back to the point about how like the trailer for star wars was so different mm. to like what the reality of the movie was so it's mm. like this kind of it's like they, you know, like you get built up to expect something. Like you're like, mm. oh, yeah, I'm finally going to get representation. I finally feel like, and they like, play yeah. on that fact. The fact that they yeah. were aware of it, and then also played on that fact, 
makes it kind of a bit more like leaves a bit more of a worse taste in your mouth. Do yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And then it mm. and then it just feels even it's like you've it feels like you've made less progress in that sense because mm, mm. this isn't what we were this is not what we were asking for you know mm. so I think that's such an interesting thing isn't it because I think that's such a good point about this isn't what we were asking for and I feel mm-hmm. like that that has been said so many times in like mm. recent weeks and months especially mm-hmm. with the protests that are going on and people feeling like really empowered to speak out and speak their truth again yeah like, which we constantly like applaud and I yeah. think it's really interesting that whole thing of like, for example, that row with the proms about yeah. um, not mm. singing certain songs at the end, um, at the end of the proms, kind of land of hope and glory because of its colonial and slavery ties. Now, yeah. while I think that's an issue, I do think that no one that is calling for real change and systemic mm. change to the racism that people both in the UK and abroad are facing were like, you know what, Absolutely. where we're going to start is this song from the proms because that's at the top of our agenda nobody literally nobody that i follow that i spoke to that i'm friends with that i'm family with were bothered about that yeah so it's like again it's it's the case point of this is not what we are asking for yeah it's like what's going to make the headline like what's going to keep people who wouldn't normally be interested in this subject Mm -hmm. interested so let's you know let's get people riled up and let's and it doesn't it doesn't feel genuine when Mm -hmm. we talk Mm -hmm. about like you know every headline is about someone having a row about whether the statue should have been torn down or whether the song shouldn't have been sung at the prom yeah you're missing you're absolutely glazing over the point bedroom and you know as an estate agent i'm gonna stop gonna i'm gonna stop calling it a master bedroom now like that's not change that is Mm. is not real change that's not literally no one is bothered about that there are people literally dying and there are people literally kind of in jail for crimes they didn't commit there are people that are facing real real racism every day that's affecting their children that's affecting their work that's affecting you know their every way of life no one's bothered about what song you sing at the bloody proms i'm sorry who even watches the proms because i don't know honestly is it like who cares know the lyrics to land of hope and glory boys bruv and neither do the racists (laughs) that were that were saying you need to just thank you you. yeah disgrace people in the back because heavy on the disc that's the crisis issue mate embarrassing yeah. and that just that just but i mean that just goes to show the people they are fighting against they really. will literally argue their corner until they're blue in the face and they don't even really support or understand what they're arguing for exactly yeah but Damn. on a you know on a lighter note forever this podcast will be a stan account for john Boyega because Honestly, we love him we, we love absolutely him. love him and i think the bravery as well to speak out yeah with such say. a massive role and in such a place of, you know, of real... Because he could have just been like, actually, you know what, let me keep my mouth shut because mm. I'm scared and I want to do another film with Disney or I want to do this and that. And, yeah. like, you know, he, he could have... I'm sure he had real... Which is sad, but I'm sure he had real worries about his whole career. Well, yeah, because when he when he came out um, and led the protest in... I think it was Hyde Park. like when Yeah, Hyde Park. The protest yeah. all started, first started um, happening in London. Yeah. Um, I remember there were, he tweeted something or put something on social media about how he was like or I think he might have been saying it at the protest he was like you know I, this is probably going to affect my career like I'm not mm. going to get jobs after this like people aren't going to want to be associated with me in Hollywood anymore mm. and um and Jordan Peele was like he like retweeted the video and yeah said, like, I've got you and like that is another thing that it's like what he was saying about how 
you know how Disney knew how to protect Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver and stuff. He's like, mm-hmm. but they didn't. They didn't. They weren't prepared. They didn't know how to deal with someone like me. And the fact mm-hmm. that he even had to think about the fact that oh, you know, something I'm saying this could be risking my career. This could be mm. yeah, me, me like asking speaking honest space, honestly yeah, yeah and being real mm. about my experience mm. and not even like calling an, anyone out like directly not even mm. saying like this person made was racist to me or this mm. person made mm-hmm. my time at disney bad like he's saying collectively basically just speaking pure better. facts yeah he's mm. basically saying like our industry needs to do better because he's mm. he loves his industry and he you know and mm. also like you forget like he's quite young like he's still he's young he's, he's like in his 20s yeah like, he's in his 20s like, like that's really young and it's to, so to much pressure on, on your shoulder and say and be, be open and like mm. live in your truth in that on that mm. kind of scale like I can't imagine what that must feel like mm. and yeah I just rate him because this it's a very hard thing to do yeah um and also I know he is single if he's looking for a wife if he's <laughs> looking for lady in his life then you know just private message me on this on this podcast Instagram um <laughs> And we can sort up a little, you know, we can sort a little DM situation. A little, <laughs> you know what I mean? PSA, guys, do get in it. Tag John Boyega in our, in our when we upload this episode. Yeah, <laughs> please. With a picture of me next to it. It's me she's talking, by the way. So um, <laughs> just so you know, for the record, your honour. Um, <laughs> your honour. Yeah. So and also, you know what? It's so funny, actually, because I I wasn't even going to mention this, and I feel like this is such a bigger topic that we probably needs another day. But I mm. just have to say because this has been happening again. Another thing that we've kind of the boats the say it's left the port since we've been away um, is uh, how much we kind of love and respect Megan The Stallion as well. Um, oh yes, and there's been a lot going on with her recently. Another person mm. who's kind of like living in her truth and really, really showing her own strength because she again mm-hmm. she's another person that's in her 20s she's very young yeah. um and she's had a lot to deal with and i mean shouts she you know shouts her and props to her and sending love and light and healing and because everyone knows yeah. what happened Amen. with that bloody madman tory lanes yeah. um but on an, like the reason i'm bringing it up actually is because of that obviously her and cardi b song which has basically just sent the internet into like a frenzy yeah um which I am obsessed with. Like, I love Cardi B and I love Megan Thee Stallion anyway. But I yeah. think this song is just so perfect because, one, it gets, like, it's just it's just a bop. going. Yeah. For literally, like, level one, it's just a pure bop. So, like, yeah, regardless of the lyrics, regardless of whether you agree, whether bop you disagree, a it's okay. a bop. Yeah, a bop is a bop is a bop. For real. <laughs> like, let's not deny the facts. Um, and then number two, also, I just love it because I think... Like, it's just one of those songs that is purely for the women in the same way that when Cardi B mm-hmm. made Bodak Yellow and the club was literally shaking. Mm-hmm. When that song came on, the club If we was... were in the clubs right now, this song, hmm, a cultural reset, people. Honestly. Because, and you know what I, I love just, about... Yeah, go on. Go on, sorry. No, 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 no go on, go say, on. What I absolutely love about it is, like, the frenzy is sending people into and sending right wing people coming, into an absolute and they're like melting losing pot. Their minds, like, how dare you talk about this kind of mm. stuff? You're a terrible mother. Like, mm. how, you know, we shouldn't be 
sexualizing women mm, like this. Mm. And it's like, no, you're missing the point. This is about ownership. Like, were you not singing 50 Cent Lollipop when you're 11 years old? But I it's not even that. I have actually never seen so many people upset about women owning their sexuality. Yeah. Yeah, like, so regardless of whether that's like you partaking or not, or whether you, like, whether you agree with the lyrics or not, like, what is the issue with yeah, someone like, else? Why are you so oppressed? Yeah, like, what is the issue with a woman saying, this is my body, this is how I want to share it, this is how I want to use yeah. it, this is how I want yeah, to show yeah, it. Yeah. It's yeah. not your body, so she can do whatever she wants and she can sing about whatever she wants. Yeah, you still clicked on the video, so how about Do you know that? what I mean? And if she wants to sing about the, you know, the WAP boy, <laughs> the little whack, 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 then she damn well can. Yeah. Because at the end of the and day... And you're going like, to sing along because it's a bop. Yeah, I just feel like so many people, and I feel like this is probably, you know, it is for another day because I could talk about this forever. But I just Mm -hmm. think it's so interesting, especially from men, you know, shout out to all you men that don't have a problem with it and are super liberal. And I know you're liberal because if you're liberal, you're listening to this. Yeah, you're in the right place. Yeah, yeah, you're in the right place, honey. Um, But I think it's very, very interesting that like so many men have like, taken so much issue with it with a woman kind of expressing the fact that they enjoy sex and expressing the fact that they kind of live in their own sexuality and proud of their sexuality and speak about Mm -hmm. their sexuality because it's all fun and games yeah because when you're laying down at night and you're sleeping with wife, you'd have no problem with her doing whatever you want her to do but then all of a sudden if a woman encouragement Hmm. mm, yeah but then all of a sudden if a woman wants to speak about a little bit of this or a little bit of that you will lose your minds so i think that that really is something that needs to be like reassessed yeah for sure um but yeah that's another episode for a whole another day that's a whole another day and you know what one yeah for real for real for real juicy episode yeah and you know and i think also kind of adding to that point which is something that i want to talk about because again it's about women and like the ownership of their own bodies but Mm. i think i don't know if you've seen but have you seen rebel wilson what recently yeah the fact that she's losing all this weight no, I haven't. Okay, so basically, she's basically on Instagram. If you guys check out her Instagram, sorry, I just hit the mic. Um, if you guys check out her Instagram, she's basically on this thing like a year of health. Um, mm-hmm. and she's been like really working out, really like you know, trying to get healthy, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the comments that she made that was really interesting was because obviously a lot of people are like interested in why she's losing the weight or blah blah. Yeah. blah. Um, and she was kind of like one of the things she said because I'm all for like you know people you know be happy in your own body but if you're not happy and you want to change it like go for it um yeah but she was like she said oh one of the reasons why I'm losing the weight is because people never took me seriously as a bigger girl Mm -hmm. in terms Mm -hmm. of like the roles that she was offered and things they were always like comedic roles or they were always like you know she was the funny friend or those kind of things and I think it's so interesting that she felt that she was kind of put in such a box because of her weight that yeah. she felt like the only way, even though she's a really successful actress, she's mm. a really successful producer, you know, she's someone that everyone knows. Yeah. Um, that she felt, I have to lose weight to get different parts. Yeah. I think that's yeah. so interesting. And again, it's a kind of another thing of, I think how much a woman's body is like policed and politicized. Yeah. The fact totally. that it's like, if you don't wear a certain, certain amount of clothes or you, you know, wear skimpy clothes, all of a sudden you're this, but then if you're yeah. overweight or you're, you know, a bit um, it's the same a bit thing bigger. that's happening with Adele like yeah. everyone's like losing their minds over the fact that she's like lost loads of weight yeah. and pe- but people like want to attach a reason to it like why she mm. done that like why mm. she lost mm. like why do we need to why does she need to give justification mm. as to why she's done something with her body mm. and why why are we saying 
looking out for signs for like a change in behavior like, mm. like directly linked to her like weight loss mm. and like the thing about rebel wilson saying um you know because she wasn't being taken seriously because of her weight like obviously with a woman it's a completely different kettle of fish but mm. the same thing happened with jonah hill like when he lost mm. loads of weight everyone also with chris pratt like, yeah and like people his peers would like take you know because obviously he's a comedian so people would mm. take you know rip piss out of each other and he would they would say like oh you're not funny anymore because you're not mm. fat and like and that kind of like assumption that you're not you're not to be taken seriously because you're bigger mm. is like obviously way more toxic I think also Joan with um sorry with Chris Pratt obviously he yeah. was like huge but he was bigger when he was on was it um Parks and Rec was, yeah he was bigger yeah, yeah. And then obviously when he just had a dad bod, like he was just had, I mean, yeah, he just had a normal body. Let's be realistic. But he had a normal body. But obviously when he, then when he got the part in Guardians of the Galaxy, he got super ripped. Yeah. And then now it's like, oh, okay. All of a sudden he's like, he'll be, he can be a love interest. He can be a superhero. He can be this, he can be that. But before it was like, oh, he's a comedy actor. Yeah. So I think it's really, really interesting. I think it's something that we should definitely like, we're definitely going to touch on this again because I feel like Mm -hmm. it's something that, kind of the more you talk about it yeah yeah and I think also we kind of well I can only speak for myself but I think like my own you know your own issues with with your body and things like that totally yeah you can relate to those kind of things of the way in which if you're bigger people see you this way but if you're slimmer people see you this way and it's really interesting yeah yeah yeah. but you know what you're gonna have to tune in next time for that one Mm -hmm. little Um, teaser for you yes little what your whistle (laughs) as my mum would say Um, (laughs) Um, that wasn't sexual, by the way, but now I've said it, I can't think of anything but the, you know, the Flow Rider song when he's like, "Can I blow your whistle, baby, whistle?" Baby. Oh, what a track! Yeah, and I didn't know that was about that until like years after, and I was just going around to everyone being like, "Blow my whistle." Yeah, I just clocked it. Oh God, you just clocked what it means. <laughs> Bloody yeah, hell! I just it. Anyway, right. If anyone else wants to educate Afsana on all things song lyrics. Oh. <laughs> Please wow. check out our Instagram, which is at the BBW podcast, and you can send Clearly. her because she's very, very naive. Clearly, so you I can, need some education. Yeah, so you can send her the actual, um, the actual song lyrics <laughs> that she should probably yeah, send me the you link know, to Genius Lyrics. Yeah, that she should actually be aware of. Um, <laughs> and as always, you know, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, yes, and Spotify. Oh, I nearly forgot Spotify. Um, and yeah, so we're so happy to be back. Like we said, we're kind of like not dipping in and out but we're just kind of taking it slow with the products that we yes. give you um mm-hmm. because you know life's life's an ever-changing thing mm-hmm. and we're just going with the times yeah um, but, um, but thank you as always for this for like continuing to ride with us and like you still if you're still here we love you yeah um you we're talking to you one listener if yeah, you're still if you here this far yeah half a listener yeah yeah we um, respect you you cooking in while well, you've got us on in the background yeah respect one you. airpod in listening we still rate you thank you so much <laughs> um, um and yeah until next yeah. time i guess we'll catch you on the flip side we will bye See you then, people. bye oh, 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 oh.